0: Hello everybody, Uh, my name is Duncan Watasek, and I'm the Governance and Advocacy Coordinator here at Athabasca University Students Union and we're proud to bring you AUSU Open Mic, the podcast that goes out to Athabasca students from coast to coast to coast and all around the world. Uh, today, I'm joined by one of Athabasca University's students, Katie Saberton, and Brianne Maltz. She is the Métis Student Community Engagement Specialist from the Rupert's Land Institute, and we're here as a part of Indigenous Week to talk a little bit about the barriers and the successes that indigenous students face in their academic pursuits. Welcome to both of you.
1: Thank good you for having yes, oh, Thanks. <laughs>
0: <laughs> How are you both doing?
1: Pretty good. Just waking up and having my morning coffee and excited to talk to you guys.
0: Aw, oh, fair. How are you, Brienne?
2: I'm great. I'm pretty excited too, for sure.
0: Good stuff. I'm probably going to be turning over most of this podcast over to Katie. But of course, I will be here to answer any questions on, on what might happen with AUSU. And um, Katie, why don't you lead us off?
1: First and foremost, Brian. Um, I guess we should start talking a bit about what the Rupert's Land Institute is and what they do, just so people listening
2: have a bit of background on what
1: the Rupert's Land Institute is.
2: Right. So as an affiliate of the Métis Nation of Alberta, um, the MNA, the Metis Nation of Alberta Provincial Council assigned three mandates to Rupert's Land Institute in the areas of education, training, and research. So, Rupert's Land has 11 Metis education and training information service centers, a head office located in Edmonton, and mobile units that travel to rural communities throughout the province to assist Metis citizens surrounding these three mandates.
1: That's totally awesome. Do you find that a lot of the Indigenous students that you guys travel to face barriers that like settler and non-Indigenous students may not face?
2: Um, So studies show and Rupert's Land undertook an academic study in 2013 with Dr. Eric Howe titled Bridging the Aboriginal Education Gap in Alberta. And it outlines many of the gaps both Métis and other Indigenous groups face. One of these is commonly termed as the education gap. So this goes alongside some very alarming statistics related to educational disparity.
1: With that gap, that, that educational gap, um, is there any way that us as like a community within Canada or even Alberta can help bridge that
2: gap to help educate, like help Indigenous students? Um, well, I mean, what we've really tried to do here is um, very much education focused um, when it comes to that. So. Uh, we provide a lot of support, such as financial supports towards post secondary programs, as well as unique Metis student supports, such as tutoring, technology supports, and even emergency funding to try to help aid that gap.
1: So, aside from like the funding, like you mentioned, some other types of supports that Rupert Land, Rupert Land Institute offers students. What does that look like? Like, how would students go about accessing that if they were? you know, in need of emergency funding or in need of a tutor or something like that, would they be able to contact you guys?
2: Right, so as everything kind of tends to be online nowadays, there is an online application form for all of these that students can access on our website. So our website is www.rupertsland.org. Or of course, if you just put it into the Google search engine, it should come up pretty quickly. Awesome. And do you guys
1: fund just Métis students or do you guys fund other students as well?
2: So when it comes to funding, students must be Métis Nation citizens. So we have created the Ruperts on Métis Student Associations that work closely with students who I've identified as Métis to act as an advocate with the Métis Nation of Alberta to assist these students in obtaining their citizenship. Um, But, of course, this is pending the student meeting the criteria set by the Métis Nation.
1: Which, I mean, makes sense. Um, Right. (laughs) Exactly. Um, I myself am a Métis student. And so, like, I know how overwhelming schooling within the colonial system can be. I mean, we do face other things going on in our lives quite often with like family and everything else just due to systemic things that have happened over the years. Um, What type of support would Rupert's Land Institute offer a Métis student to navigate the pressures of schooling and the triggers brought up through the various coursework?
2: Right, so I touched on this a little bit, but let me expand a little bit more. Um, Our newly created Métis Student Services offer additional supports of tutoring, technology supports, Uh, we can assist students in purchasing a laptop up to $500. Emergency funding, we're able to provide students with up to $500 in emergency funding if an emergency situation occurs, like you mentioned. Then in conjunction with a Métis Nation of Alberta Mental Health Initiative, Métis students are eligible to receive up to 12 hours of free, confidential, professional, and culturally sensitive counseling as well. Oh, wow, I didn't even know about that. See, this is why yeah. we asked these
1: questions. <laughs> that's totally awesome, though. I love that, they, that they're sort of trying to bridge that mental health gap, because I noticed it's- with a lot of Indigenous students, that's one of our biggest challenges.
2: Very important, yeah. Um, does the Rupert
1: Institute offer any sort of supports for non-Indigenous people, like whether it's like educating themselves on who the Métis are or like just other supports in general?
2: Right, that's a great question. So in addition to financial support, there are many educational resources. uh, Once again, like I mentioned on our website. So recently the education team at Rupert's Lounge created the foundational themes course for both Métis citizens and non-Indigenous people who are looking to learn and strengthen their knowledge of Métis culture. So this encompasses five themes and they explore language of the Métis, Métis Culture and Traditions, Homeland History, Métis in Alberta, and finally Métis Nation Governance. And individuals who complete this course receive a Certificate of Completion as well.
1: Oh, that's to- too awesome. Starting starting with education for people, because I noticed like, as a Métis woman, A lot of people are very confused as to what Métis actually is or our history and everything else. So I love that you guys have that available, sort of educate on the history of our people. Right. Um, And I
2: think that the certificate is definitely a nice little initiative, too. So I think everyone can benefit from taking that course. I mean, I've taken it. So it's amazing. Right. You can add the, the little certificate to your
1: resume or you can go back to school and say, hey, look, at I completed this course. Like I'm qualified to actually speak on this. You could use it as a resource. I think that's awesome. Exactly. Yeah. Um, what types of programming um, specific to the University of Athabasca? Do you does the Rupert's Land Institute run like is there any programs
2: that are in conjunction with the University of Athabasca that students should be aware of? Right, so Land Institute funds many Métis citizens pursuing their education at Athabasca University. Um, But in addition to this, a Métis Education Foundation endowment partnership, quite a wordful, uh, was created in partnership with Athabasca University to create a $500,000 endowment. So this supports Métis citizens in the form of what we call the Métis Scholar Awards. Oh, awesome.
1: See, other things I didn't know I could access as a Métis student.
2: (laughs) And I hope that you do.
1: Oh, I'm going to. So I've heard, too, that there's you were talking a bit about student leadership programs that the Rupert Land Institute is sort of launching. And I heard that that might be work, like happening within University of Athabasca. If students wanted to get involved with like a leadership program or anything through you, would it be the same? Just go on the website or
2: is there anyone they would need to contact? Yeah, so at the moment, I would say the website is definitely your best call um, for, getting engaged with anything that we have going on. So uh, we actually recently created the Rupert's Land Métis Student Association. And we're currently building mentoring and ambassador programs that will offer culturally driven student leadership as well as community engagement opportunities. And I believe all of that will be updated on the website. So I would stay updated with our www.rupertsland.org website, if anything.
1: Perfect. Um, in, um, regards to all of that, do you guys do in-person things
2: or is everything mostly online? I believe at this point, like I mentioned earlier, we do have those 11 Métis education and training information service centers, as well as head office. And I believe that they are all now open to the public. Obviously, um, with COVID, some things changed for a period, but, um, you know, we are always free to give any of those offices a call or, or, yeah, like I said, you can come in in person, I think now, too.
1: Awesome. So people can go out and educate themselves on a number of things for you guys, it sounds like, from Métis history and who the Métis people are to accessing supports if you are Métis and a student. I think that that's an amazing resource, and I'm really glad that we were able to talk about all of this. Um, what was I going to say? Um, in regards to um, just like the history of the Rupert's Land Institute. So did you guys start as like your own institute or were you guys created by the Métis Nation in order to support those three mandates?
2: Um, that's something that I'm, I can't really speak to. I'm not 100% sure about the history of how Rupert's Land Institute came to be. But I do know at the moment that we were... Um, well, we are an affiliate of the Métis Nation of Alberta and that we were assigned those three mandates. So education, training and research.
1: Awesome. So if people wanted to say do just like training and not actual like academic, like scholarly education, so they wanted to go more into the trades, are you able to help people with that as well? Oh,
2: absolutely. Yeah.
1: Perfect. Well, I think I'm out of questions. I don't know if you have any for me.
2: <laughs>
1: um, I'd love to know what you're doing in school. So I'm actually doing my Bachelor of Arts with a major in Anthropology and a minor in History. And wow. that was sort of inspired by my Métis heritage. Um, I'm a Métis Sixty Scoop adoptee. So through the course of finding my family, I fell in love with our culture and I wanted to know more and delve into that. And that's what led me to Anthropology.
2: Wow. That's really beautiful.
0: Thank you so much, guys. I've learned a ton. Maybe we could talk a little bit further. Like what kind of, when we think of settlers, what kind of misconceptions do they come to the, often come to the table with? I know for me, continuously, I get this idea that Indigenous students, whether they're Métis or from a nation, get their education for free. Is that true?
1: No. (laughs) I'm sure Brianne can touch more on like through the Métis ways and how funding works, but I know it's a struggle for many Indigenous people to access funding for education because a lot of our bands are only allotted a certain amount. And when you're only allotted a certain amount, say you have 10 students graduating and wanting to go to university, you might only have funding for three type thing.
2: Right. I can't speak to those specifics, but of course, um, there's a reason that we do provide funding it's because people need it. Right. So I think that is a misconception for
0: sure. Yeah. Yeah. Fair.
2: Yeah. not indigenous students just like
1: declare our indigenuity and sign up for school for free. Like there's <laughs> definitely processes to it and there's different tiers of funding and all sorts of stuff. So it really depends on like, where you're from and what your band and your nation supports.
0: Obviously, everybody learns in different ways, and that's that's true of all students, Indigenous or otherwise, but do you think Athabasca University, by offering online courses, are there is there any synergy there with uh, breaking down some of those barriers that Indigenous students can face by the nature of offering education at a distance?
1: I would say yes. I mean, many of our communities are rural, so traveling to and from like university isn't an option for many indigenous people um i know for myself as a metis single mom being online is definitely beneficial i'm able to still attend my cultural things and go to ceremony and do those things and i'm able to work around that schedule so i'm still able to do to participate actively in my culture and raise my son while attending school.
0: I cannot overstate how much I appreciate both of you joining us today. Reaching out to indigenous students and trying to reduce those barriers is an important goal for AUSU. And, um, you know, it's gonna be an ongoing both conversation and action, um, but I'm really, priv- I'm, I'm really honored that you both uh, decided to join us today. Uh, So this has been another episode of AUSU Open Mic. Uh, Have a good one. Thank you for
1: having me. Thank you. Thank you.